and certainly heightened by the fact that we are the Jets. In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in Champaign! <laughs> rush the floor! And now, broadcasting live and local. From the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. And uh, Cleveland, Cleveland rocks. Now, now as far as I'm concerned, Cleveland sucks. And Eric Fry. Kumbaya, and it's all good. And... It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. What's happening out there? Welcome in uh, to a brand new day. Welcome in to a brand new week. It's the uh, starting lineup back in a better than ever after a couple of days off there at the very end mm-hmm. of the week celebrating uh, Thanksgiving and high school tournaments. As we're uh, back here on the air, we're here until the noon hour here on ESPN Radio. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you for the next hour here on ESPN Radio. Then we'll switch things over to the uh, podcast. we got a lot to dive into here today. Of course, we'll be hit up on all those local sports uh, that occurred over that Thanksgiving weekend. We got the football state championships to wrap up and uh, talk about. And uh, that's it. Football season has uh, come and uh, gone. State champions are a crown. And that officially ended the high school football season there this past weekend on Friday and Saturday that we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. We'll hit up on all the local uh, basketball tournaments as well and get set for the local schedule tonight as well. We'll hit up on uh, some uh, football, some NFL action from uh, yesterday and uh, get set for uh, the uh, game uh, tonight. We uh, What did we do to deserve the Bears in primetime again? Ugh. We don't know, but the Bears will be on Monday Night Football tonight against the uh, Vikings. Trying to pull out a win. Had some good games yesterday. And also had some good games on a Saturday as well in a college football as well. I'll also tell you why you, even though if you're a Bears fan, you may want to root for the Vikings tonight. I mean, I think I think you are, uh, you are rooting for the Vikings. There's an entertainment reason that we'll get into. Ooh, really? All right. So we'll get to that and... Was there like some sort of baseball news that came across the wire this morning that we can get to? I don't know. Someone signed with the Tigers, I think. When, and I was trying to figure oh, out really? why you signed with the Tigers. Of all the uh, teams, I'm staying as far away from Detroit as possible. Jumping on these teams early. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Man, but there's some baseball news that we'll get into. And Only bad teams sign people before winter meetings. <laughs> 
or the really intelligent ones that were ahead of the game, potentially. <laughs> and we'll uh, recap our pick em as well. And uh, we'll pick the uh, Bears and a Vikings game as well. And it's also the uh, post-weekend, uh, post-extended weekend as we got uh, the top three moments from the uh, sports weekend. So a lot to uh, choose from. And we narrow it down to uh, three. And that would be coming up later in the program and we'll just see whatever we can get to here in the trash show then we'll save the rest for the uh, podcast in some sort of fashion all right so we got a lot to get to here on this monday november 27th 2023 so well, let's go ahead and let's uh, get it started and let's get it started with first things first before we get into the show First things first. And we are starting off not in a football. No, we're going to start in a baseball. We're starting with that a baseball a signing and news and not with the uh, Tigers signing. But apparently it has happened as multiple sources has uh, confirmed. And that includes John Hemmen. That includes yep. the Athletics Ken Rosenthal. But it looks like that the uh, St. Louis Cardinals has signed yet another pitcher. And it's a guy that they've been linked to. And it's a guy that has been uh, thrown around. And that is, it's sunny days in St. Louis this morning. As Sonny Gray is uh, going to be a St. Louis Cardinal. You're happy with this, I I assume, Travis? I mean, yeah. This is one of the guys that, that you could potentially target. And... I actually do because of the the deal as well. I think it's pretty favorable Mm -hmm. as well. So I I don't mind it. All right. I'm coming at this as a baseball fan, not as a anti-Cardinal person. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sonny Gray was amazing last year. Second in the AL Cy Young. Yeah. It was an outlier if you look at his career numbers. There's no denying that. The move to Bush will help him because Bush is more of a pitcher-friendly park. It played neutral last year, but it's historically has been more of a pitcher-friendly ballpark. So that will help him. Yeah. Here's the problem, Cardinal fans. We heard Mosaic say it at the beginning of the offseason that the payroll is going to stay close to where it is. Mm-hmm. So... Based off of last year's figures, that would leave the Cardinals around forty to fifty million worth of payroll space with for this offseason. Mm-hmm. Well, twenty-two million's already been given to Gibson and Lynn, and now yeah. twenty-five million going to Gray. Mm-hmm. That right there is forty-seven million. That puts you out of the running of any other big name free agent. Now, that doesn't mean trades are off the table. Yeah, but Travis, your dream of getting Yamamoto. Not gonna happen. I mean, it was a it was probably a pipe dream, anyways. Who cares that his best friend is Lars Newbar? That we have a guy that could potentially want to play with yep. a teammate of his. Yep. Uh, who cares that we could have? Uh, the only thing that would have been stopping us was spend money. Yep. And oh, we would have had to spend a seventy-five million dollars more than we've ever given out for yep. our contract for Yamamoto. So maybe that's just a pipe dream, anyways. But yeah, with, with this move, that probably means that we're not getting him. But 
I do think that the Cardinals aren't completely done uh, with the trade market no. and whatnot. That's that's the only other option left. That's the only option left. And Travis, I, I again, you look at that, and unless they're players for Cease, mm-hmm. which they could be, but I've heard I've heard other teams. Atlanta specifically, who is also in on Sonny Gray, who we know is in on Aaron Nola. The Braves really want to help their starting pitching this year. Yeah. Unless you are getting someone like that, Tyler Glasnow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Glasnow and Cease are kind of the two. Are the two big ones. Biggest ones, yeah. If, if the Cardinals cannot pull any of those off, Travis, you are looking at a starting rotation with the youngest pitcher being 33 and the average age being 35. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's not a World Series rotation. <laughs> oh, no. No, not at all. So, I'm I'm glad you guys got the guy. I know you, from the beginning of the offseason, was like, we wanted Sonny Gray. Mm-hmm. Sonny Gray is the guy you wanted. Well, yeah. first you wanted Aaron Nola. Then when sure. that was clearly off the table because he never was leaving anywhere but Philly. Right, exactly. It was, you 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 wanted Sonny Gray. Son, Sonny Gray is 23-23 and 23 in the NL Central. When he was with the Reds, that was his record, 23-23. and 23. So you, you're going to get a, a, a 500 NL pitcher. So Yeah, but that was in the – I know we got to play in Great American Ballpark, but that was his home ballpark. That's right. a that's a launch pad there. It is. Uh, I'm not saying. But, again, you look at his career numbers. What it Was last year an outlier or was last year the start of a new trend? Pitchers usually don't get better in their mid-30s. They usually decline in their mid thirties. Yeah, I still think you got a heck of a deal on him. I still think he helps your rotation a bunch because mm-hmm. you had nothing. So he's definitely an upgrade. It's definitely a place where he can feel used. I think it's a team friendly deal based off of projections of what he was gonna get. Yeah, I just I think he is a strong two. Oh, yeah. I, I don't agree. think he's a one. You're oh, still yeah. missing a one if you're the Cardinals. Oh, yeah, 100%. So you're at a two, a four, and three fives. Yeah. Oh, no, that's definitely true. And you're if, still and if, lacking the ace. And if you stand pat at this point, it, would you as a Cardinal fan consider this offseason a miss? Ooh. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say it was a complete miss, but we have missed our mark yeah. a little bit. If you don't, if you don't bring in an ace, but yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. If we don't bring in an ace for for sure in the trade market, yep. and I mean, is is Glasnow really an ace? You'd say Cease would be. Glasnow would be the ace of your staff. So, yeah, I don't know if he's an ace anywhere <clears throat> else. Sure, but Glasnow is uh, thirty years old, and a Cease is only twenty seven, so that would inject some youth yep. into this uh, aging rotation, which I think is, yes, it is a problem uh, there with uh, Sonny being 34 and now yep. joining uh, Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson, who are 36, Miles Michaelis, who is 35, and Steven Matz is 33, the, baby. the youngest of them all. Yeah, and he may not even be a starter. Exactly. You take him out of there, and it's even worse. Right. But, I mean, if you replace him in the rotation with like, Glasnow or Cease, that looks a little bit better. A little bit better, or you replace him with a Libertor. But and age-wise, that helps. But I don't know if that helps pitching-wise. Yeah, I don't really know if it does either. But this one thing, it doesn't solve the ace problem, but it does solve one thing that the Cardinals organization has been saying this offseason that they needed to add two and a half, three starting pitchers. Yep. Yep. Well, they've done that. You got three. I'll <laughs> give you that. 
quantity over quality. You got three. Oh, it's so crazy is that we have got ahead of the curve. Here's, like Noah's been the biggest one yeah, to sign, but yeah. everybody's waiting for the winter meetings. And, we talked about waiting for yes, Otani. Yes. But nope, the Cardinals say, we don't care. We're going to sign three pitchers I've already. Seen, I've seen half of it. I've seen half of Cardinals fans on social media being like, we are ahead of the curve. We are so prepared. We're ready to go. And I've seen the other half saying, we've got three starters, but we wasted all our money and we can't sign anybody else now. Yeah. You might as well not even send Moda winter meetings. What are you going to do there? Exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know which is the better position to be in. Is it better to get your checklist and, you know, it's like going to the grocery store. We got our milk, our eggs, and our butter. We, we took that. All three of those are done. Exactly. Okay, you, you did your required things you yeah, needed. The minimum requirement. You got the needed things. <laughs> you got the bare minimum. But did you get the best out there? Yeah. I mean, I was going to throw out the comparison. We got to the garage sale first. Yeah. And we saw the first three things. And uh, all right, boom, we boom, put boom. But then we forgot about the hidden gems yep. that yep. some people that can discover later. later. Yeah. yeah. You <laughs> went Black Friday shopping. And you were there for the first five minutes. Yeah. And you got the first five deals that were there. And you walked out of the store going, we got the first deals. Yep. Not knowing that the 75-inch TV was getting ready to come out a little bit later. Yeah, exactly. It's timely, too. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yes, um, <laughs> nice reference. But, I, again, I, I don't know how to feel about this. I think it's a great move from a team perspective. Yeah. But, hmm you are still got a lot of holes. Yeah. And you still got a lot you're trying to fix mm -hmm. with that Cardinal team. And as we mentioned, you're going to have to trade if you want to. The problem is, is that what are your tradable assets to get mm. back a glass now, a cease, compared to the other teams that are trying to get them as well? Yeah. That, to me, is the thing that I'm a little iffy on. I think maybe from a White Sox perspective, they would want some uh, youth and they would want something uh, that would maybe not really uh, want them to win now, if, win in the future, potentially. But Tampa, you know, they're always still right there, the thick of things into the East, especially now with how stacked that is uh, these days. So I oh. think that maybe. I got some, some news on the Cardinal front, Travis. What's that? Sources are saying that Steven Matz is available via trade. Ooh. There you go. Traded away our youngest piece. Our youngest piece and also a pretty big contract you can get out of. <laughs> As Remember, he signed four years, $44 million. That would be a lot of money to free up for you. Mm -hmm. But again, who's going to want Steven Matz? Right. Now, you ready to hear the crazy thing, Travis? I mean, he's a good, decent arm. He is, but again, if I'm giving you Dylan Cease, I really don't want Steven Matz back. Yeah. Sonny Gray Travis is the best free agent signing that Bill Wood has ever signed. Mm, nice. So, there you go. There's now, that. Are, are we just talking Cardinals, or can we can we talk the other the other team that you don't want to talk about? Uh, who, well, first of all, first of all, I just want to point this out. Sonny Gray's career number against the numbers against the NL. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Four and three against the Cubs with a 298 ERA. Four okay, and three okay. against the Brewers with a 282 ERA. Okay, not bad. Oh and one against the Reds with a 235 ERA. And four and four against the Pirates with a 435 ERA. 
that's not so good. That's not so great, but they that's not bad. Yeah. Mayamui.com says the Cardinals add an ace. Oh, well, there you go. And Cy Young runner-up Sonny Gray. Well, he is the Cy Young runner-up. I'm not denying that. Um, we did get, um, first of all, I just want to break this down. Uh, Jason Hayward Travis is nearing a one-year deal with the Dodgers. So you were mentioning the big signings happening. Jason Hayward <laughs> going back to the Dodgers on a one-year deal. Yep, that's so, definitely one of them. That's definitely one of them. <laughs> but it came out this weekend, Travis, that the Cubs mm-hmm. are preparing to offer Shohei Otani well north of $500 million. Wow. Now, I read that, and I even, as much as I want Shohei, I even went, <clears throat> how much? <laughs> yeah. That's all. Really? And I, I got a, I got nervous. Yeah. That is a lot, a lot of money. To one person. To one person, yeah. Now, with that being said, are you ready to hear a crazy fact, Travis? Mm-hmm. Dansby Swanson right now is the only Cub that's signed after the 2026 season. Hmm. So the Cubs have a lot of money coming off books in the next three years. Yeah. So that makes them be a little flexible. Yeah, there you go. But well north of $500 million, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. For a team that doesn't really do that very often. I mean, it's not like we're talking the Reds here. We're not talking the Orioles throwing out $500 million. Let's be honest. Yeah. But the Cubs, the past couple of years, have not been paying that much. Mm-hmm. If they're willing to pay that to Otani to get him, along with Craig Council, like I said, they're in win-now mode. Yeah, definitely a change of philosophy. And sure. we'll have to see, but uh, I still think the rest of the market is waiting for Otani. Yeah. And and I think you'd be smart to. Um, next mm-hmm. week, the third. Right. Yeah, the third. Is a week from Monday meetings. is the start of managers' meetings. So... A week from today. So, hopefully we get some answers um, starting soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, ha- you have to assume those would start rolling in at some point. You know, Otani and Bellinger and Snell and Montgomery and Chapman and, and Hayter and, and you know, all those guys. And then the trade market, as we've talked about. What's going to happen there, you know, with uh, Soto and Alonzo and Burns and Cease and there's a lot of guys out there. And it's uh it's apparently in Nashville. It is in Nashville. It's not too far away. It's not too far away. I thought about going. Are you gonna but be sent on assignment? I I thought about going, but uh, <laughs> uh my my kids have a Christmas program on the fifth, so uh, I can't go. Can't go. Well, there's somebody else that could potentially you could send on assignment, but we have basketball. Ah, uh, well. <sighs> Sorry to ruin all, the fun. All basketball, but that's okay. That's okay. We have fun at basketball. We do, and we had some uh, fun at basketball games uh, this uh, Friday. 
and on Saturday as well. And we'll talk about those on basketball games and a local basketball tournaments coming up as well as the high school football state championships there in a normal. And we'll talk about that coming up next. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank. In Totopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Will they find a home? Sponsored by Geico. Sarah wants a yard. My own little paradise. Brad, however, hates yard work. The only thing I hate more than cutting the grass is paying someone to cut the grass. Compromise is tough, but these two won't have to compromise when they bundle home and car insurance with Geico. It's easy, and they could save even more. In the end, Sarah and Brad found a great home with a yard. A very, very small yard. Time to get it done. And I'm done. Bundling without compromise at Geico.com. Isn't that aroma just heavenly? What's with the whispering? Inside this grill is the secret to winning game days. Mmm-hmm. Eckridge Smoked Sausage, crafted with a perfect medley of spices for a truly rich, savory taste. So easy to prepare, too. Now hand me one of those buns. Whoa, whoa. Keep your voice down. Marty, you're still whispering? Secrets out, buddy. Eckridge.com has dozens of simple, mouth-watering recipes for everyone to win game days this season. And now... But then uh, tomorrow, I'll open up a uh, three-game set with the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks coming up uh, tomorrow. But enjoy St. Louis Cardinal baseball right here and right now on 98.9 The Game. The starting lineup. Oh, I still got. We still got a few more minutes. What am I doing? What am I doing here? You're supposed to keep me. You're supposed to keep me on the rails here. I'm Jeez, sorry. my I, God. I was. I was. I was just agreeing with you. Oh my god. It's okay. Not really. But. Yeah, we still got a couple more minutes. Let's talk about Carrasco. On 98.9 the game. Oh, I still got we still got a few more minutes. What am I doing? In to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. 
And we had some uh, local basketball tournaments uh, to uh, hit up on. But first, we uh, need to uh, close the book on high school football as the uh, state championships uh, took place uh, there this weekend. And uh, they were in uh, normal this year on the campus of ISU. And in the uh, Class 1A state championship, it was a Camp Point Central winning over Lena Winslow as they got revenge from last year's championship game. And Camp Point Central also threw the shutout as well. Low scoring affair. It was 14 to nothing in the 1A state title game. What Camp Point Central gets the win. Yeah, and I liked, I don't know if you saw this video, Travis, of what they did after the game. Did you? No, I didn't see it. They After the game, before they went and celebrated the win, every player that was on the field, say they had the, the ball to end the game, shook hands and congratulated the team they beat. Sure. Before they ran over the sideline and celebrated with their team. That's classy. Yeah. That's sportsmanship. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So uh, they brought home the uh, state uh, title in the uh, 2A game. It was uh, Wilmington uh, getting the win over Athens. 20-3 to was the uh, final score. So uh, Wilmington as the 5 got the uh, W and took home the state championship mm-hmm. uh, there. And in the uh, 3A uh, title game, this game was not close. As a Byron, Eric's sixth favorite team, you. they were unstoppable against the Aces as they beat Mount Carmel, destroyed Mount Carmel, sixty-nine to seven was the final score. And I was able to go home and watch this game a little bit, and yeah, just score after score after score for Byron. And and here's the thing, Travis, and they didn't mean it in the wrong way. It came out wrong. Um, but I was talking, I had some family come down for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and, uh, they're from Byron mm-hmm. and they told me straight up last week was our state finals. Sure. Facing Montini. That mm-hmm. was the game we were hyped up for. Yeah. They weren't hardly even hyped for this game because they just felt they were the better team. Mm-hmm. And again, it goes back to the North and the South and, the bigger schools in the north that aren't bigger people wise, but are bigger football wise and face bigger schools a lot more than the schools down here face. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, that's just a perfect example of it. Right. Yeah. So uh, Byron's high powered offense all postseason long, all season long. Yep. Really beast, put beast them on of the beast year. Mode and they proved it in the state title game by going beast. Once again, mm-hmm. to finish off uh, their season, but the Aces had a, a great run. Absolutely, there they lost the first game of the season, but then uh, they've won 12 in a row since, and then uh, they are now state runners up. Uh, there, nothing to well. hang their heads about. Definitely not. Uh, definitely, definitely not. Uh, there, so a uh, Byron third a state championship to uh, their name in a school history. Uh, there and they finished it undefeated there on Friday and then also in uh, the uh, nightcap Rochester knows a thing or two about winning state titles mm-hmm. as uh, they win another one they went over St. Lawrence 59 to uh, 38 was the uh, final score there and Rochester ninth state championship now for the Rockets so uh, dynasty to say the least they uh, broke their uh, state championship drought, hadn't won one since 2019, and they get their ninth 
one this time around mm-hmm. for Coach Leonard. Congratulations. And the Rockets. Yep. yep. That's a dynasty here in the uh, South for sure. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I was going to mention about uh, Byron was that it was so crazy about it that their uh, quarterback and their running back are only freshmen and sophomores. Yep. So mm-hmm. it'll be a deal with yep. the next three to four years. Yep. So. Hmm. And their coaching staff is going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Why not? And then on a Saturday in the uh, 5A title game, it was Nazareth Academy winning over Joliet Catholic Academy, 38-20 was the uh, final score there. Fifth title for Nazareth Academy, and also um, they went back-to-back titles as well. Also became the first team to start 0-4 in a season and win a <clears throat> yeah, championship, and the first team with five losses to win a championship. Yep, 9-5 and five state yep. champions. Yep. Least win. amount of wins in a state champion. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> uh, Kerry Grove won the uh, 6A a title game, and they beat East St. Louis. 23-20 to 20 was the final there. So stop the repeat for East St. Louis in uh, the fourth state title for Kerry Grove. Letting me down in the south, East <laughs> yeah. St. Louis. I thought that one was right next to Rochester. I thought it was a guarantee. Just pop it in there. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yep, I thought so too. But it didn't happen. Didn't happen. Ah. Turnover late. Yep. Did in East St. Louis. Runner up for East St. Louis there. In the uh, 7A title game, it was uh, Chicago Mount Carmel uh, winning over uh, North Downers Grove. 35 to 10 was the final there. And uh, Mount Carmel's 15th state title there. And it's back to back titles for Mm -hmm. them in 7A uh, for that Mount Carmel team. And we also had an 8A to finish off the uh, day and the weekend. It was Loyola Academy winning over Lincoln Way East, and it was a 26-15 to 15 of final there. And back-to-back state titles for uh, Loyola Academy and their fifth overall. So that closed the weekend's events out. Now, Travis, one thing that we've been talking about and harping about, we talk more north-south, but statewide it's been the public versus private with football mm-hmm. here are state final results since 2010 are you ready so 13 years mm-hmm. 1a public has won it 13 times mm. not a lot of private schools in 1a so yeah two way nine times the public has won it four times private 3a seven public six private mm-hmm. 4a 10 public three private mm-hmm. 5a three public 10 private <laughs> yeah but then 6A, 10 public, 3 private, 7A, 6 public, 7 pi- private, and 8A, 8 public, 5 private. So really it's just the 5A that has really been the class dominated by private schools. Yeah. So now north-south divide we know is much worse, mm-hmm. um, but there's nothing you can do about that. Right. Besides yeah. going 1 through 32 and never have a south team play in the playoffs again. Sure. And I'm sure they're uh, trying. I'm sure, yeah, it's gonna gain some traction uh, again. But thought that, that it was fairly successful this uh, Thanksgiving weekend for the state title games. It looked like every game was uh, packed. I mean, I don't think yep. the five A game nope. uh, was quite That's as busy. But two private schools, two private schools. Yep, yep. and not a whole lot of hometown early, pride. Yep, early in the morning as well on Saturday. So. Uh, those two factors. Also, Travis, just want to point out to you, 276 days till kickoff. Ooh, very nice. 
So, so get the clock going. Get it going. I'm sure they have Start it in the, the weight rooms. Yep. I'm sure they have the countdown uh, ready. So that closes the book on high school football. But we trek on with local yep. sports because uh, we still got basketball, and we got basketball getting in the swing of things uh, for a boys' basketball as on uh, f- uh, we'll start Friday night as I had this story pulled up that uh, Altamont we had our first uh, boys' broadcast on yes. Friday as they got the win over Nakomis rematch of the regional championship there, and it was the Altamont defense smothering defense over Nakomis. And Altamont picks up the uh, season opening win. 46 to 27 was the uh, final score. Uh, defense early and often. Altamont led after one quarter 14 to 1. And Nicomas got that on uh, towards the end on a free throw. Mm. Otherwise, they would have been skunked in the opening quarter. Mm. Uh, so Altamont's defense was uh, really impressive. As uh, they also had two guys in double figures there. Alec Yarhouse, he made uh, threes. It was like four or five of them, and he had 13 to lead the way. Caden Miller had 10, and McManaway, he only had eight points, but he was all over the place on a defense, and uh, so was Eli Miller as well. He only had six points, but he was still on the defensive end, made an impact uh, there. So, Altamont, their demise may be greatly exaggerated, but this defense is the real deal, and so uh, – they pick up the season opening win there on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see them uh, tomorrow, and we'll both see them. We will both see them. Looking forward to that. Tomorrow, because on a tomorrow's game, the uh, Cumberland Pirates will be matched up with the uh, Altamai Indians and a battle of the uh, Cromwell teams here. And uh, they got the win on a Saturday in the uh, seventh place game at the uh, Cumberland at Thanksgiving tournament. And it was a 51 to 49 final as it was uh, Cumberland. They actually had a decent lead there at the beginning of the game. They had a double digits. I think their lead, largest lead was 12. Uh, but Oka Valley, they uh, used a run late in the second quarter. That kind of springboarded their momentum. And Oka Valley actually took the lead at one point in the second half. And this one came down to the wire. And uh, Cumberland ended up winning this one. Uh, by two, it was uh, Blake McMeekin. He only scored three points in the game, but it was the three biggest points of the entire game as he hit the uh, game winner there, game-winning three with about seven seconds left in the game. And uh, then uh, the Cumberland defense held on there at the very end. Uh, Oka Valley had a shot to tie, but it was a Zach Harmon with the block as he had like five or six of them on Saturday, including the biggest one to stop the uh, tie to force overtime. So those two guys really shined for the Cumberland Pirates there on Saturday to win seventh place. Yeah, and Cumberland needed that win, uh, especially considering how they played Friday night. Uh, Friday was not a good game for the Cumberland Pirates there against Vandalia. Um, so Cumberland really needed that to, to come out and, and get some, some positive momentum heading into that, that tough game coming up. Tuesday night taking on Altamont so um, a good thing for the Pirates to get some of that you know positive momentum but uh, they, they're really gonna have to turn it around I think um, you know coming up because like I said they lost to Vandalia 63 to 30 on on Friday 
you mm. got to turn it around from there. Uh, yeah. That's that's not a result that Coach was happy with. So you get the win Saturday, try and build some momentum, uh, taking on not only, you know, you got Altamont this week, you got Albon Palhut on Friday, and then next Tuesday you got Casey. Casey. So yeah. that's a tough stretch. Casey just uh, – well, I don't want to spoil what they did at the Cumberland Thanksgiving tournament, but um, they're a pretty good team. Yeah, they definitely are. So uh, we talked about that with uh, Coach Radel in the post game on uh, Saturday about the tough upcoming schedule. It's just so tough because you know this year they're trying to uh, replace so many guys and trying to get some uh, guys that haven't played much varsity action, and they're really thrown to the fire with the tournament. Bang, mm-hmm. bang, bang! Mm-hmm. Make adjustments on the fly. Plus all the tough teams that they have. At the beginning of the year, it was uh, Radel ended up uh, leading the way for the Pirates on Saturday. He had 12. Jones was in double figures as well. He added 11 uh, there. Elsewhere in the uh, uh, Cumberland Thanksgiving tournament, it was the Constellation Championship. And it went to a Dietrich as they won a 66 to a 58 over Vandalia. And a Keck led the way for a Dietrich. He had 22. And a Gephardt had a 19 points. And just as I stick to, I stuck around uh, for the first quarter of this one, and just before I left, just before the end of the first quarter, Gephardt threw down a dunk. So I, I got to you. see a dunk. Yep, there you go. <laughs> So uh, he had 19 points in the game there for the Maroons. So they won the consolation title game there. The third place game was Marshall over North Clay by a four-point game. It was 59 to 55 was the final score there. Marshall, I believe, was the seventh seed in the tournament, and mm-hmm. you know they beat um, Dietrich in night one so mm. beating Dietrich and beating North Clay that's two NTC teams getting wins uh, that Marsh got wins over very impressive yeah. for week one right yeah and uh, the only loss there was on a Friday to a Casey uh, and then in the championship game uh, Casey ended up falling here as Newton got the win over the Warriors 51 to 47 was the uh, final in the championship game and Newton had to come back in the game as uh, Casey actually had the 17 to 11 lead after one quarter but then a big run by uh, Newton uh, they ended up getting it closer there by halftime and then uh, they ended up winning the second half and ended up picking up the win in the championship for the Newton Eagles 3-0 and to start the season very good Newton team yeah, very senior heavy mm-hmm. team there. Uh, Nichols led the way for noon. He had 14, and also I guess Gear also had 14 as well. Weber had 12 double figure scores there. Uh, Parcel led the way for um, Casey. He had 15, and Richards also added 10 as well. But uh, Newton ended up taking the championship uh, there in the uh, Cumberland Thanksgiving tournament. Uh, there. Uh, elsewhere in uh, some other tournaments, uh, let's see. Uh, let's just uh, go right back up to uh, the uh, top for the uh, girls basketball as at the Robinson uh, Thanksgiving tournament. It was uh, Mount Carmel winning over Fairfield in the first game of the day, and then they fell to St. Anthony, 65 to 33. Uh, Vonderhyde led the way for St. A. She had 25. Uh, later on, uh, St. Anthony actually lost to Robinson, 57-55. to Close one there. Uh, Nancy Ruhal led the way for the uh, Dogs there, 25 points 
in the game there. The Cowden Herrick Beecher City Thanksgiving tournament in the seventh place game was Ramsey over Red Hill, 42 to 38. And in the fifth place game, it was Cowden Herrick Beecher City over Cumberland, 48 to 35 was the uh, final score there. In the third place game, it was Brownstown at St. Elmo over North Clay, 56 to 42. And in the championship game, it was Dietrich winning over Windsor Stu Straws by three, 36 to 33 was the final score there. I tell you, just like on the game against Altamont, Windsor Two Straws, scrappy team. Mm-hmm. They were down big early in that one. Dietrich had the twelve to three lead after one quarter, and then Windsor or and then Stu only put up uh, three more points in the second quarter, so they trailed pretty big. There at halftime it was like twenty-one to six, and they battled back, ended up getting a closer game, and only losing by three there. But uh, congratulations there to the Maroons, as they were a lower seed in the tournament as well, but ended up taking the championship uh, there as Miley Britton was named the MVP uh, for the tournament Mm -hmm. from Dietrich. Also, Ellie Kinkler from Windsor Two Straws, Sam Hayes from the Hatches as well, Uh, Lexi Seaball and uh, Diana Haslett from uh, Brownstown. Uh, You also had Katie Tegler from uh, Dietrich as well, Mia Ballard for North Clay, and Macy Rodman for Cowden also made the all-tournament team there. Elsewhere in uh, some other turkey tournaments and boys basketball, seventh place game, FEM, one over Robinson, 56 to uh, 48. Uh, Brock Howard had uh, the uh, big game for FEM. He had 25 to lead the way for the Hearts. In the consolation game, it was Matt Toon over Red Tool, 72 to 60. 27 points in the fourth quarter for Matt Toon to pick up the dub there. Uh, Gene led the way for the Green Wave. He had 20 in the game. Uh, third place game uh, went to uh, Champaign Central in overtime over St. Anthony. 53-51 was the final score there. Uh, Brock Fearday led the way for the Bulldogs. He had 18 in the contest. And it was also Brock making the all-tournament team with his teammate Colin Wessendorf. Uh, the only kind of area representatives there besides Noah Gilmore uh, making the uh, St. Anthony Turkey Tournament all-tournament team uh, there. Uh, in the Lawrenceville Ca- Capital Classic, it was Tatopoulos picking up the win over Red Hill, 79-17 to start the day, and they slid into the third-place game, and they actually won over Vincennes, Indiana, 50-46 to to take home third place there. And it was uh, Garrett Gaddis and Joey Nieberg from Tatopoulos making the all-tournament team. And in the championship game there in Lawrenceville, it was Olney winning 44-40 was the final there. And that tournament was kind of uh, crazy with mm-hmm. uh, Mount Carmel pulling out yep. uh, there. So there was no a seventh place game awarded due to uh, Grayville. They filled in on Friday, uh, but couldn't uh, wasn't available for Saturday. So uh, they just uh, straight up didn't have a seventh place game uh, there. Also in the Mulberry Grove Thanksgiving tournament, it was a championship between uh, St. Elmo and South Central. And it was St. Elmo winning 42-37 to to take home the Mulberry Grove Tournament Championship. Atwood led the way for SEB. He had 19. Maxi had a 14. Double-figure scorer there. And Bregman for South Central led the way. Uh, he had 11 in the uh, victory. As it was also Adam Atwood um, making the all-tournament team. And he was also named the tournament MVP. Uh, Kate Schwab and uh, Colin Maxey made the all-tournament team as well from SEB. And Brody uh, Markley and uh, Seth Bregman uh, made it as well. 
uh, for South Central, and it was Clayton Wojcik and Gage Lorton making it for CHBC in that tournament there. And uh, let's see, is there anything else in uh, boys basketball? I saw that Woods is Two Straws. They were there in the uh, Mulberry Grove uh, tournament or the Saragordo tournament uh, there, and they ended up finishing in fourth place there as they lost to Warrensburg Latham in the third place game. 65 to 35 was the final score there for the Hatchets. And then also I should mention on a Friday, the Bob Kurtz tournament uh, finished up and it was Altamont picking up the win over Flora, 76 to 34. And then in the championship game, it was FEM winning the tournament as they won by 10 over Newton, 56 to 46 was the final score there. FEM kind of used a strong second half to win that one as it was Martin leading the way for the Hearts. She had 16. Donaldson was also in double figures and Beals also had 11 as well and it was all tournament team Avery Wolf for FEM so it was Alyssa Martin and Bella Austin for the Hearts. You also had Cameron Martin and Lily Kessler making it for Newton and Grace Nelson uh, made it for Altamont as well for the all tournament team there for the Bob Kearns. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the uh, schedule for today in a girls basketball in the NTC, uh, we got St. Anthony in Ocot Valley, Brownstown at South Central, Neoga hosting Windsor's Two Straws, North Clay at Vandalia, and we also got a game over on a Jack FM as Altamont returns to action as they're going to be taking on Dietrich tonight there in Dietrich. And uh, so Altamont coming off that uh, win against Flora, Dietrich coming off that uh, tournament championship there at CHBC. So should be a good one uh, tonight there in Dietrich. Yes. Looking forward to that one. A uh, little line eye. Yeah, Mount Karma, Flora, Casey at Cumberland, uh, Lincoln Prairie at Central A&M, hosting Arcola, Central Illinois, Tuscola at St. Joe Ogden, and you also got Carrollton at Carlinville in the South Central. And you can uh, take a look at the entire list of the uh, schedule for today as well as the uh, all-tournament teams and uh, the results for the Thanksgiving tournaments on our website, fmradio.com. Just click on our local sports tab. That's where you can find that information. All right, so we ran a little long, but that's okay. Uh, but we got to talk about uh, some NFL action that happened yesterday and an exciting day of uh, football. And we're talking about that coming up next. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. In 2021, the Effingham County Sheriff's Office received over 200 reports of fraud, forgery, and scams. This is your Effingham County Sheriff Paul Coons reminding you that if someone contacts you that you don't know with an offer that sounds too good to be true, it is. Please shop with our local trusted area businesses and craftsmen who work hard to maintain their reputation. If you think that you've been the target of a potential scam, call your local police to report it. You may prevent someone else from being taken advantage of. Business owners, are you ready to take the next step to increase your revenue? Cromwell Media can help you broaden your revenue capabilities beyond your expectations, offering geofencing, retargeting, website design, video production, and social media management. Hi, this is Sheila Myers, General Manager at Cromwell Media in Effingham. Our five great radio stations will help you build your brand locally. Extended with digital, we can put your brand anywhere in the country. You've put so much into your business. Let Cromwell Media experts help because your success is our success. How would you like to come home to a bartender who will fix you any cocktail you want? I'll have an old-fashioned. I'll have a margarita. 
Now you can with the Bartesian Home Cocktail Maker. Bartesian is a sleek machine the size of a coffee maker that makes premium cocktails at the touch of a button. Choose from over 50 different cocktails, from classics to the most exotic premium cocktails served in the best bars today. You'll always get freshly mixed, perfectly balanced cocktails with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. And now, get Bartesian's best holiday deal ever when you go to bartesian.com radio. Entertaining? The Bartesian is ideal for parties. No need to stock all kinds of individual mixers for complicated recipes. Every guest gets the cocktail of their choice in seconds. The Bartesian makes a wonderful gift for anyone who loves a fine premium cocktail. Now get Bartesian's best holiday deal ever. It's available right now only at bartesian.com radio. That's B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com radio for Bartesian's best holiday deal ever. Only at bartesian.com radio. And now... Is this really what we're talking about today? Because if it is, I'm going to leave. The starting lineup. Like, this is ridiculous. All right. (laughs) We'll get back on track. Sports podcast talking about phones. Give me a break. On 98.9 The Game. This is ridiculous. Give me a break. Eric Fry Sports Center update. The Blues had three goals in the first period of their 4-2 win over the Blackhawks at the United Center. St. Louis won three of four now. They're 11-8-1 on the season. They visit the Wild tomorrow. College basketball action from Friday. Western Illinois lost to number 22, Illinois, 84-52. Saturday, Missouri State crushed South Carolina State, 92-74. Southeast Missouri State was defeated by Evansville, 93-74. Eastern Illinois beat Eureka, 85-39. And SIU Edwardsville took down Detroit Mercy, 81-67. Southeast Missouri State lost to Chattanooga, 72-56 on Sunday. Today, Lindenwood will host Utah Tech. And Western Illinois will continue their Big Ten trend as they visit Wisconsin. A fast start couldn't save the Bulls during a 118-109 loss to the Brooklyn Nets at Barclays Center. Bulls had a 21-point lead late in the first quarter, but they trailed by 8 at halftime after being outscored 44-19 in the second quarter. Chicago never led in the second half. DeMar DeRozan had 27. Kobe White finished with 23. Bulls are now 5-13 on the season. They visit Boston tomorrow night. And the Colts extended their winning streak to three games after topping the Buccaneers 27-20 at Lucas Oil Stadium. Jonathan Taylor led the way after carrying the ball 15 times for 91 yards and two touchdowns. Gardner Minshew completed 24 of his 41 pass attempts, 251 yards and a pick. He also scored a touchdown on the ground. Minneapolis now tied for second in the FC South at 6-5. Welcome back into the starting lineup. Travis Sparks here. Eric Fry over there with the uh, sports and our hits. And somehow, someway, the Colts. Still on that playoff sheet of in the hunt. I, I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> Somehow, some way. Somehow, some way. Uh, so the uh, NFL week got started on Thanksgiving, and the uh, Lions, boy, did they have a disappointing effort. I don't let know down. what was more of a letdown, the actual game or uh, Jack Harlow's halftime yeah, what performance. what was that? Ugh. Yeah. Not an impressive set at all. And the game wasn't as impressive either. No. Uh, Jordan Love, career high three, or ties for a career high, three touchdown passes in the game. And, I mean, Packers, they didn't score a lot late, but they didn't really need it as they led 20-6 to six after the first quarter, and it was over after that. So mm-hmm. not a very exciting uh, game there. And the Cowboys destroyed the Commanders 45-10. to 10. And a 13th straight home win for the uh, Cowboys. And uh, also the Bland with another pick six. Yeah. For him. Mm. So, 
And then the uh, 49ers also uh, won pretty easily over the uh, Seahawks there, 31-13. to uh, Christian McCaffrey had a big first half there. 100 or 114 yards on the ground, 19 carries, two tutties for McCaffrey. Then on a Black Friday, it was the Dolphins winning against the uh, Jets. Oof. 34 out of 13, and the Jets going to Jets there on Black Friday. Yep. Mm. Um, and then on a Sunday, you had the uh, Falcons win over the uh, Saints, and somebody's got to win the uh, NFC South. Falcons currently 5 and 6. Ugh. Their division Ugh. leaders. 24 to 15. So gross. Uh, Steelers, they can finally actually have some offense, but they only scored 16 points, but they got a heck of a lot of yards, though, and they beat the Joe Burrowless Bengals 16 to 10. Uh, the Titans, they won over the uh, Panthers 17 to 10, and that cost Frank Wright his job, as Frank Wright is now fired. Yes, and so following trend, Travis, it should be a lineman from the past who replaces yeah. him. So Julius Peppers is in the Panthers Hall of Honor. So, uh-huh. therefore, put Julius Peppers in. <laughs> put him in. Or, as I saw uh, trending on Twitter, give Jeff Saturday another chance. Yeah, that's right. Give him another chance. Absolutely. All in favor of that. Steve Smith. <laughs> there you go. That, that could work. Jake DeLome. Ooh. Eh, we're getting farther away now. All right. Uh, Frank Wright's former team, the Colts, they won by seven over the uh, Bucks, like uh, Eric mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy DeVito leading the way for the G-Men. The Giants went over the Pats 10-2-7. to uh, So, Tommy gets another win. Yeah. Look at him go. Playing impressive. We can, pl- we can claim him. He last played for the Illini. That's true. That's not one of his family members. Didn't play members. this good when he was with the Illini. One of his family members was wearing his old Illini jersey. The oh, there you day, go. So not this game, I don't think. But uh, The Jags, they won over the uh, Texans 24-21. The Texans miss a long field goal there. Just a little bit short. Another extra yard. It would have been good. But it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Wilson and the Broncos win again. And they went over the Browns 29-12. to uh, my Rams won easily over the Cardinals, 37-2-14. Like to see that, 2-10, Arizona now. Uh, the Chiefs with a big second-half win against the Raiders, 31-17 after they trailed pretty early in that one, but uh, the Chiefs finally got it going uh, there. Uh, the uh, Ravens won on uh, Sunday Night Football against the Chargers, 20-10. Go figure, Justin Herbert and the Chargers lose a close game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Flowers with a couple of scores and a couple of nice celebrations as well. And then in the game of the day, it was the uh, rain, a soaked game there in Philly, as it was the Eagles winning over the uh, Bills 37-34 in overtime. Josh Allen continues to stink in overtime games on the road. And then uh, tonight, Monday Night Football, you got the Vikings and Bears tonight. And we'll be picking that game coming up. Yep, and coming up in the pod, I'll tell you why for entertainment purposes you'll be wanting to root for the Vikings. Very well. And so we're up against the clock, and we will be back with the top three. Top three moments from the sports weekend on the way. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back.
This is Lucas Kerning with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. And now, the starting lineup. The Memphis. Memphis. Turn around three at the buzzer. Good. You got it at the buzzer. You got it at the buzzer. We're going to overtime. On 98.9 The Game. Good. You got it at the buzzer. You got it at the buzzer. Welcome back into the starting lineup. We're only here on 99 for just a, a smidge a bit longer. Can't waste no more time. It's the top three, top three moments from the sports weekend. And now, it's time for the top three. Top three from the extended Thanksgiving sports weekend. I'll start off with my number three. We just talked about it, but I didn't mention it because... It's right here, my top three. It was the Denver and the Cleveland game. We had a score gami, ah, 29 to 12. Love it. Another unique score in NFL history, and we got it, 29 to 12. I love it. My number one, Travis, who I talked about earlier in the show, Mount Carmel's football came to an end, not the way you wanted it to, but still a great season overall, and the highest any team from our area has gotten while we've been doing this show. Right, so congratulations yeah. to them. Yeah, Blaine Sissons is a great career. Yep. Uh, there with a runner-up finish for Mount Carmel. Uh, my number two a moment comes from a Saturday, and it was the ending of the Iron Bowl as Alabama wins at the very end on fourth and goal from the 32, and all the sad reactions from the Auburn fans. Keep their playoff hopes alive. Yep, the slim playoff hopes alive. Yep. Speaking of playoffs, Travis, my number two, SIU getting a playoff win at home. First time they hosted a playoff game since 2013, and they dominated Nichols State 35 to nothing. Hmm, very well. Yes. Um, so I debated on whether this was going to be number one or not. But uh, number one, we'll talk more about it tomorrow. But uh, Illinois losing against Northwestern. In the fashion that they did. RIP to the Big Ten West. And Illinois finishing it in embarrassing fashion. Is my number one. What a coincidence, Travis. My number one is Illinois' awful season coming to an end at the hands of a school I have claimed for years is not a Big Ten school. I figured. But they beat Illinois. Mm. So, is it time? Mm, We'll talk more tomorrow. (laughs) It's time for the end of the show, but... It's not time for that. We'll have more things to discuss on that. And, uh, oh, hey, the basketball team, at least basketball, right? Sure. I mean, they easily won over Western. The Leathernecks. I want to see them face a good team because they faced Marquette and didn't look great. Yeah, but they're... FAU's coming up, a statement win coming up. 
statement win for <laughs> sure and so we'll have more of the stuff to talk about on the Illini tomorrow but we gotta get going here and turn things over to uh, Carlin versus Joe and then uh, Freddie and Harry follows that and we also got Pickham coming up into the pod so stick around for uh, that and enjoy the rest of your ESPN afternoon thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 the game <laughs> welcome in, welcome in to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still here. And we got some this date in sports history to get to. We got Pick'em to a recap and a game to pick tonight, as well as whatever else we can get into here in the uh, pod. So Plus, also, Travis, mm-hmm. straight off the bat, I want to tell you, you, my friend, are the first person to get a free agent right in our baseball free agency game. Yes. You picked nice. Sonny Gray going to the cards. So nice. you have you have that one correct. There we go. On the board. Because you said Aaron Nola was going to the Mets and I said the Cardinals. So mm-hmm. we, we both we both took the L's on Aaron Nola, but there's been no one else that has participated in our our game that has signed yet. So Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I like that. We'll see as we continue on. As we continue on. <laughs> All right, we'll continue on here. And is there anything on SportsCenter that you wanted to hit on? Yeah. Um, let me scroll up to the top of the page here. Uh, the Hawks will be without a member of their starting five for the foreseeable future. Atlanta forward Jalen Johnson suffered a less left wrist injury over the weekend and will be reevaluated in three to four weeks. Mm. Uh, the Detroit Tigers are adding a veteran right-hander. They're starting rotation, as we kind of teased earlier. Two-year, $24 million contract with pitcher Kenta Maeda. Yes, that's the Twins yes. pitcher that signed. A Pittsburgh Pirates pitcher is going to miss all of 2024 due to injury as uh, Jonathan Oviedo will undergo Tommy John surgery this week after the star dealt with Elbert discomfort this offseason. So, done. Done. Done for the year hmm. before it even started. Uh, Texas a m has hired Duke's Mike Elko to be their new head coach. Okay. And... Uh, Mark Stoops says he's going to stay at Kentucky as their folks rumored he may be going to Texas A&M, but obviously not. Yep. Houston has fired their head football. Sh- yep. And finally, Travis, one of the top high school quarterback prospects in the country is reopening his recruitment. Class of 2025 quarterback Antoine Hill announced that he is decommitting from Deion Sanders in the Colorado program. Hill is ESPN's third-ranked signal caller in the 2025 class. He said that Colorado is still in the race. How many times have we seen someone decommit and then go back to the same place? Right. Right. Um, but he still wants to consider other programs, such as Texas A&M, Michigan, LSU, Louisville, Florida State, Miami, Alabama, Old Miss, and Illinois. I threw in Illinois. Uh, the six-foot-five quarterback from Warner Robins, Georgia, joins wide receiver Winston Watkins as high-ranked junior recruits who recently decommitted from the Buffalo's 2025 class. Not uh, all rosy out there in Colorado like they thought. Mr. No. Prime Time, no, not going as well as he would have thought. No, 
Nope. And they lost again. They did. On Saturday. So what's their final record, Travis? Are they going bowling? <laughs> they are not going oh. bowling. No. They get more wins than the line, eh? Uh, let's see. Let's pull up their record if I can find it real quick. Uh, the nope. uh, Buffs, they were 1-8 and eight in the Pac-12. Yep. They had four wins on the season, I believe. Four and eight, yeah. Yep. So they they didn't play as well as the Illini. Yeah, there you go. The Illini were five and seven. So there you go. Uh, Illinois fans, tip your hat and put a cap on that, that you finished better than Deion Sanders in the most hyped program in all of college football. Through the first three weeks. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Feather in the cap. There you go. At least least one positive thing happened this year. Put it on a (laughs) T-shirt. Oh, man. This, uh, yeah. Deion. Not for prime time. I saw people being like, it's the biggest turnaround of a one-win program ever. He went from one wins to four wins. It's like, that's still nothing. Right, yeah, I don't know about ever, but. In the grand scheme of things, is three more wins really a big deal, especially when you're going to go to the Big 12 next year? Mm, yeah. Okay. Good luck. Yeah, uh, Pac-12, they had a great year. In their final year in uh, the championship, mm-hmm. should be good to rematch between Washington and Oregon coming up for championship week. So, uh, but you know things kind of look bleak for Coach Prime there in Colorado, and uh, things look bleak for the Illini. But we are back in the top twenty-five in basketball. Oh well, that's good. We're number twenty-four. Oh, barely, but we, hey, we raised two spots. There. Yep. Hey, you know. We got in there, and uh, the Buffaloes fell out of the rankings. They were actually ranked number 18 was Colorado. But Arkansas dropped out, Michigan State, USC, and Virginia all dropped out of the rankings. And the Illini jumped back in there. Of course, uh, Purdue is the new and number one as uh, they took down a Tennessee and they took down a Marquette in uh, Maui. And they were Maui champions, so uh, they are the new number one there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arizona is the new number two as uh, they uh, beat the uh, other couple games ago. They beat Duke, and they're still 6-0, and so they moved up to number two. Marquette, they actually slid up from four to number three despite the loss. Hey, they did beat Kansas, who the Jayhawks fell four spots, so they are ranked number five now. Uh, UConn is sandwiched right there in the middle, though. They're number four now. Uh, Duke actually moved up a couple of spots to seven. Miami's there at eight. Baylor jumps up four spots to number nine. Uh, Tennessee fell three spots to ten. Gonzaga still 11. Kentucky, they jumped up to number 12. They jumped up four spots. Uh, FAU, Owls, they jumped up six spots. They're back to number 13. Uh, Texas A&M fell a couple of spots. Creighton, seven spots they dropped to number 15. Uh, Texas, they're at 16. And North Carolina, they dropped to 17. Uh, Villanova up eight spots to 18. BYU jumped up seven spots to 19. Colorado State moved up to number 20. Uh, Mississippi State is number 21. James Madison, they are number 22. Alabama fell to number 23, and right behind the Illini, the Sooners. Oklahoma, number Mm. 25 now. They're in the new college basketball polls. 
So that's all I had mm. for college basketball. As uh, the Illini, we'll talk about them tomorrow, their victory over the Leathernecks of Western Illinois. They'll be uh, back in action. It'll be a little while before they get back out of there at the rack. It'll be on Saturday is their next game at 3 o'clock. They're in Rutgers Yep. before the uh, FAU game next Tuesday. So we'll be monitoring that. They have a week off. Yeah, they do. So maybe Coleman Hawkins can rest up there. Didn't play again against Western. Mm-hmm. So, but we'll save the Illini talk for tomorrow. Uh, all right. So uh, we only have a couple of things here on the uh, pod, and that's pick a main of this day in sports history. Uh, so uh, let's get to let's just get to pick them. Pick 'em football, pick 'em, as we had our last high school football game on here, and we got one game to pick as well with the Bears in action tonight. Yes, we do. So uh, let's go let's ahead and let's get to it. So we will start at the high school level, Travis, as we had one game to pick at the high school level. That was the championship game, and uh, Travis, you went with Mount Carmel, thirty-one thirty. I went Byron. 32 to 30. The computer went Byron 48 to 28. The computer was the closest. Byron got the win there, but uh, I'll give myself two points on that one. And then we go to high school, uh, college pick'em. It was Illinois Northwestern. Illinois minus five and a half. Travis went Illinois. I went Northwestern, and I will take the win in that one. And then Bucks at Colts. It was Colts minus two and a half. We both went with the Bucks. <laughs> and the Colts won by seven, so we both took L's there. Yep. So, Travis, right now you are at 104 points. I am at 107 points. And record-wise, you are 73 and 50. I am 83 and 40. Hmm. Thus far, you are 0 for this week. Yep. Yep. It's been a... It's been a rough week for you. Rough week, rough couple of weeks. So, uh, we got one more game to pick. Mm-hmm. And we'll have more coming up on Friday because we will be doing the Pac-12 title game on 99 The Game. So nice. be on the lookout for that. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Nice. Um, but we have a game tonight. Travis Bears at Vikings. Vikings minus three. Now I mentioned, if you are a fan of entertainment, why this could be big if the Vikings win tonight because they are the favorites. Yep. It would be history made. As favorites have covered the spread in 12 of 15 games this week, Tying the record for most in a single week in the Super Bowl era. That was week 12 of 2017. According to ESPN Stats Information, there has never been a week in the Super Bowl era in which favorites covered the spread in 13 games. Wow. So, it started out with Green Bay as an 8.5 point underdog beating the Lions. It was a historic beat. Um, one of the most heavily bet games of the season started off the holiday weekend with a win for the sports books, but... Then the uh, bounce, the the betters bounce back in a big way, starting with the Cowboys, 49ers, Dolphins, um, and then the favorites went eight and two straight up and against the spread there on Sunday. So only underdogs to win were the Giants and the Falcons. So Travis, huh? 
Where are you where are you picking here with the Vikings minus three? Hmm. You know what? I'll go first. You go first. All right. I'll go first, Travis. I'm going with the Vikings minus three. The favorites keep on a rolling because I can't believe I'm going to say these words. Currently, I trust Joshua Dobbs more than Justin Fields. Yeah. Individually, I, I think <laughs> Justin Fields is a better player. But everything collectively around him, I like Joshua Dobbs more right now. Yeah. Uh, so, I... I, I wasn't going to go off of Minnesota, so it didn't matter if you went first or not, but I'm going to take Minnesota, minus three. Um, don't think it's beneficial at all for the Bears to win, so I think they should just keep losing. Yep. And I already got the number one pick with the Panthers. The so. only thing it's beneficial for Travis is the trade value of Justin Fields if you're looking to move on. Yeah. That's the only thing. Mm-hmm. Right. But then, of course, the Bears being the Bears, you want to know what they would do. What would they do? They would keep this. They'd get offers for field. They would say no to the offers, have the number one pick, and then get Caleb Williams. And then they'd have a quarterback competition. Yeah. There you go. No. That is the worst outcome, Travis. Uh, no, I think after the uh, Bears season comes to a close like they're gonna start cleaning house yep in management so i think they would also do with a new fresh start yep fields as well if that's the case i think they get fields out of there so yeah and get more draft picks Mm -hmm. because again as we've talked about the top three as has been talked about we specifically haven't talked about it the top three of this draft class you figure is probably caleb williams drake may and marvin harrison jr in some order. But those are heads in far and away the top three. Mm-hmm. If I am needing a quarterback outside of that, I got to trade. Yeah. Does Justin Fields become your answer? Mm-hmm. If you can't trade up to get in that top three. Right. And I, I think he does. Yeah. I think one of those top picks you got to... You gotta grab Marvin Harrison Jr. No matter for what. For the Bears? Yeah. For the Bears. Mmm. I'd stay away from Caleb Williams. Now see, me personally, I like Drake May more than Caleb Williams. At the yeah. NFL level. Yeah, I'm not really in love with him either, but But I, I think Travis you as, as you mentioned, I think you're in trouble because if you are the Bears and I, I agree with you. I would I would go Marvin Harrison Jr. He is more electric. He is a once-in-a-lifetime player. You still got to have someone that can throw the ball to him. Yeah. And your next pick right now is four. And Arizona, we know they're probably going to get a quarterback. And New England, we're pretty certain they're getting a quarterback. <laughs> now, it's Bill Belichick, so he may wait, trade down, and get seven seventh-round picks to turn into the next Tom Brady. <laughs> Well, Bill's not even going to be there either. Well, according to everybody. Yeah. They're not going to fire him right now, but. But right now, what I'm, a mock I'm looking at right now is Caleb Williams going to the Bears at one, Marvin Harrison to the uh, Cardinals at two, and then Drake May going three to the Patriots with the Bears then getting uh, 
Fashionu, the offensive tackle from Penn State. Mm. There's also Jalen Daniels. He's a decent quarterback out of LSU. Yeah. And the guy with the best name in all of the draft, I think, Kool-Aid McKinstry. <laughs> Kool-Aid. Oh, Travis. Right now, uh, mock I'm looking at has Newton going to the Packers. Ooh. Ugh. I don't like that. No. Not either. Imagine imagine you having a, the two best Illinois prospects in a while going to the NFL, and they go to the Seahawks and the Packers. Like, those are your yeah. two mortal enemy teams. Mm-hmm. Right. I would not like that. Not a fan would be Mr. Mr. Sparks. Not a fan. Swipe left on that. By the way, the Bears do not have a draft pick in the second round. Just remember that. Mm-hmm. So I could also see them taking that second pick of their own and maybe trading down to get a second-round pick. Mm. Yeah. Especially if they're at four and they're not going to get a quarterback, you might as well trade down and try and get more draft picks. Mm-hmm. All right. But yeah, it's really all about... Because you could get J.J. McCarthy in the second round, who your head coach, Mr. Harbaugh, has experience coaching. Yeah, I was going to say, it all depends on who uh, Coach Harbaugh wants to coach. Or Bo Nix. Bo Nix from Oregon wouldn't be bad mid-second round. Right now, Travis Mox, have him go into your Rams. Oh, nice. Would you take Bo? Yeah, I would totally do that. But the Rams are still in the hunt in the playoff picture. Well, if I remember, Travis, wasn't there a pretty successful Bo who used to play football out in L.A.? Yeah. Just... Same, maybe that's there. Maybe there's something in the water there with being named Bo and being in a... Maybe. Maybe. Alrighty. Maybe. So, there you go. That's Pick'em. There you go. That's Pick'em. I, I forgot why we were talking NFL. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> yep. There you go. There you go. All right. So uh, let's uh, close this out. I don't think we have anything else left here besides this date in sports history. All righty. This day in sports history, we have one thing. Um, One one lonely thing. I was making sure there wasn't anything else that I needed to, to mention from baseball or NASCAR or anything like that. Um, it doesn't look like it. Okay. Uh, the one thing in sports history today, Travis, on this date, 1998, Ricky Williams broke Tony Dorsett's all-time FBS career rushing record with a 60-yard touchdown run against arch-rival Texas A&M. Williams would go on to win the Heisman Trophy by a wide margin. Mm. Wide margin. Probably one of the best college running backs of all time, Ricky Williams. Uh, yeah, I'd say he's got to be up there. I mean, he's got to at least be in the top five. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it always translated to the NFL. I mean, he was electric at times, but as far as in college, I mean, Adrian Peterson wasn't Adrian Peterson in college. No. Darren McFadden was a pretty decent running back in college. He was, yeah. He was a beast. But for me, it was all, it, it'll always be Ricky Williams, I think, in my lifetime. Yeah, he's certainly got to be up there. It has to sure. be. With Texas? Yeah, he was a beast. I mean, Reggie Bush was also. I put Reggie Bush up there. 
Oh, yeah. Highlight tapes are legendary. Oh, yeah. But, again, if Ricky Williams would have been around in the YouTube, Twitter hemisphere, imagine the the tapes there would have been. Right. Yeah, the highlight surreals are still pretty good. Yep. Uh, But, of course, Reggie Bush, all of his uh, records don't count. Nope. All been deleted. You can't look him up now on, on anywhere. It doesn't exist. He does not exist. Which way he did long ago is now legal. Yes. So So I'm glad he's fighting to get it back. Go figure go figure that out. <laughs> Give Bush back. Give Bush and we back. Have, uh, and we have all these coaches getting all sorts of buyouts. Oh yeah. And whatnot. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Historic buyouts all over the place for coaches being paid, not that coach at that specific school. I know. It's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. All right, so uh, that will do it here for us, and we're going to get out of here, and we'll be back uh, tomorrow. Make sure you tune in for some uh, Illini talk, Illini athletics. We'll be talking about much, much more. We're talking about that Bears-Vikings game tonight as well to recap that. So until then, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And have a great rest of your day. Peace.